She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. as much in one hour of recording of a podcast as he does in three days because <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> we're kind of on the spot and we have to perform and we have to figure it out so that we can have this damn conversation and get that podcast in the can because it's coming out next week <laughs> <laughs> shit pieces of like terrible. mainstream media being yeah. like it's like someone with a little pedestal in some magazine telling you why you shouldn't have your own pedestal yeah, you know yeah. or your own yeah. soapbox yeah. it's like okay dude oh, fuck off thank but- you <laughs> <laughs> we've lost the ability to have these drawn out conversations to really get to know people where you can have these human interactions, right? And like the dinner table, right? And that's something that's even like under threat, right? With commutes and with different schedules and and, and, and phones, all these things. It's like there's less and less places to take the conversation deep. It's harder and harder. And I feel like podcasts are a bastion of hope. Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of Far Out Podcast. Podcast! Oh my god, we've been hearing things about this that uh, it sounds a certain way, and uh, I will own it. I'm French, whatever. <laughs> Hi! It's great to have you here. Yes. We've got a high energy episode. Oh man, this was a great conversation. I'm so excited for you to be tuning in. It's all about podcasts, but it's about much bigger things than that. Oh man, we go into all directions, spiritual things, really deep. The energy of it was amazing, and and we really hope that you'll you'll stick around. Yeah. Uh, it's basically about why it's still a good idea to podcast. Four reasons is, why, but, but so much more. It is, and so I think more. you'll find dear listener that it has relevance in a lot of different areas yeah so let's get into it let's get into it good morning good morning good morning oh well hello everyone hello hi alistair hey julie roxanne good what's to see up you. yeah good to see you we it's have nice a- to have you here <laughs> <laughs> it is it is man do you know that today is episode 60? Episode 60. It's kind of mind-boggling to me that we've sat down and done this 60 plus times, to be honest. Yeah, there's a few episodes we had to redo. A few fuck-ups, including fuck- this one. This is a re-record. Oh, it's always painful when we have to do a re-record. It so much. It's how much we love you, our <laughs> listeners, is that... We just have to get it close to perfect. And if we don't, we, yeah. we throw it in the trash. Yeah. It's never revealed to the public. Yeah. And that's a good idea, I think, usually. Yeah. To keep that private. Just yeah. Keep Sometimes it they, they precipitate breakdowns, you know, like, <laughs> like there's something not quite working. And then after, like, someone ends up in tears. And by someone, I mean Julie Roxanne. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> when have you ever ended up in tears? That would be trouble. The- or we have a really tough conversation about something not related, which is interesting about podcasts. Podcasting as a couple yeah. is that 
it's a lot of it. There's a lot of energy at play, right? Yeah. And like we we kind of pick up these personas, right? This is not how we are in everyday life. And I'm sorry, that's probably gonna disappoint a few <laughs> of you. But this is not how we are every day. Like, no. this is a bit of a, a, a persona, This right? is Alistair smiles as much in one hour of recording of a podcast as he does in three days of normal <laughs> oh. life. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I but, don't know if that's true. But, but we, it's high energy. We pour a lot into this. And, and, uh, and so when something's a little off energetically between us, mm-hmm. we have to work through that. Usually, to, we have to talk about it. Otherwise, yeah. we, we do something not And what great. we did last time was that we ignore, we try to ignore. You know, we know something's not quite right, but we just keep recording. It takes a while for it to, like, kind of erupt into consciousness yeah. that there is actually a problem. It's like, sometimes you're just trying to, like, power through. And yeah. then, like, later on, you realize, oh, no, there was actually something that we needed to talk about. Yeah. Like, someone was having a bad day or... <laughs> Or someone like wasn't heard or something like this. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. It, it's a big uh, revealer of shit that's going on. It's in- really forced us to have a lot of conversations we might not have had as quickly. Yeah. Because we're kind of on the spot and we have to perform <laughs> and we have to figure it out so that we can have this damn conversation and we- get that podcast in the can <laughs> because it's coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how things go. Exactly. Oh, man. I would have panicked last year if I knew we were going to do a weekly podcast and that we would be on the hook for 60 episodes. But- like The idea, like thinking forward yeah, yeah. is terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, Oh my god, you mean I have to do this every week for 60 weeks? It sounds like oppressive. Thinking about episode 120 right now <sighs> is just like, oh, oh no, that's what? oppressive too. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. But on a weekly basis, this is really fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's great to have you here for episode 60. And we've managed on like kind of important numbers for us. So episode 20, we did a podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, that one's one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. It's kind of what's changed since podcasting. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of it's only gotten more true mm-hmm. since that happened. Oh, oh boy, who didn't turn off their Jesus. phones? Was uh, that one of our listeners? God, uh, turn off your phone. Uh, oh, actually, don't turn your phone off. You're probably playing the <laughs> podcast from it. No, that was me. That was me. That, that's pro- that's the first time this happened in uh, in episode 60. Well, it turns out Alster stopped this recording to listen to the, to the message that we received. And it was because it was an important one. It was yes. from a listener. Yes, it, it was, was from, from our, a listener. our buddy Lou. And he's also a patron. We'll give him a proper shout out on the episode that we will record. Because he signed up as an explorer, I, I think. think it is, as yeah. an explorer. Yeah. And at that tier, you get to ask a question yeah. and we'll answer and on the podcast. And he just asked a question that uh, we thought we, we thought we were going to be able to answer the question like a two-minute segment. Yeah, turns like, out oh, what's your favorite color well mine's green (laughs) but no turns out this is like a question worthy of an episode so stay tuned we will answer that soon yeah all right so you were saying that episode 20 20, and then episode 50 we did where the podcast is going which is kind of pretty new for us still it's like we're starting to think bigger with this podcast Mm -hmm. starting to be more exciting to us it's i think it's one of the most exciting projects we've got going on it's at least one of the most fun yeah uh and now we're on episode 60, and I don't know, this feels like a big one, too. Uh, maybe does. every, like, 10 until you get to 100, and then it'll be, like, every 50 or something. But, so, I it's nice think, to talk about the podcast. Today. I still think it feels big, because it's not just a matter of numbers of podcasts. It's also a length of time that we have And lived, it's been a year. You know? Yeah, and, it's and like, that's a good point. In between 50 and 60, there's 10 weeks for people like us, 10 weeks is a massive change. We recorded the episode 50 at my mom's place in between selling the caravan and moving to Guatemala. And that now was we're, in Marseille, you know, yeah. So like, life is changing rapidly for us. So 10 weeks can bring a lot of change. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, actually start this conversation. All right. 
what are we talking about? We're going to talk about podcasting. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> what a good intro. No, no, no. But I think everyone everyone will enjoy this episode. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay. So this is this is how we're going to get into it. Is yeah. that basically there's a lot of cynics out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pessimists. When it comes to podcasting. And there's a couple messages that we see, we've read, we've heard for why you shouldn't podcast. Yeah, we've read we've read a few uh, shit pieces of like terrible. mainstream terrible. media. Being yeah. like, it's oh, like someone with a little pedestal in yeah. some magazine telling you why you shouldn't have your own pedestal, yeah, you know, yeah. or your own your yeah. soapbox. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, oh, fuck off. Thank but, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, but so we're not going to respond directly to that criticism, except for I'd like to point out three messages that I commonly hear. And here's, yeah. here's why. Yeah. Because if you're th- ever thinking about starting a podcast, this has been ingrained into you, and you're going to have to overcome these criticisms before you can even start. Yeah. They're going to be the messages in your head for why you shouldn't do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we've all, we've all, like, everyone grapples with them. I have a friend, his first episode was, yes, another podcast. Yeah, that was the title. Yeah, that was the title. And it's like, th- so it just illustrates that we all have to kind of answer what like we're in a situation where the conversation has been framed where we have to respond to this criticism so i want to outline it and then i want to uh move on and tell you why now is a great time to start a podcast it's it's a podcast i don't know what a podcast is but a, a podcast it's a good time to start a podcast it's not too late and there's good reasons but they're not the ones you think yeah so that's what we want to talk about so here's here's the messages that i saw and i saw these just someone close to me <laughs> sent me an article recently that his mom yeah <laughs> It sent me an article about about this kind of things, these snarky criticisms. Like it's just about being too cool for school. And so the first reason is there's too many podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. There's eight hundred thousand. Maybe by the time we've done this, yeah, I think I, I saw someone on one of our podcasting communities who was like, "Yes, and I'm now part of the seven fifty thousand podcast or whatever." It's like. Oh man, that's when someone gets bored. You don't say like, "Oh, here's another person yeah. be among the eight billion that we all are." Like yeah. that's kind of weird. So, so that's the first one. Yeah. The second one is, do we really need another podcast on? And then insert whatever your topic is there. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, cats in the uh, cat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, cats wearing boots. Cats yeah. with umbrellas. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, that, I'd listen to a podcast about uh, cats in hot air balloon. I think that sounds really fun. Well, someone, if you want to start that, you have a listener. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the second one. Is this, is this, do we really need another podcast on that? And the third one is, the third one is basically, why should you do it? Mm -hmm. You're not an expert. You don't have the authority. Yeah. Like, like some version of you're this. You're not relevant. Why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you don't have all the diplomas you need for this or whatever you, you need. You're not an expert. If you haven't gone to university to, to learn about cats and hot air balloon, are you really like... Yeah. Have you considered all the angles? Yeah. You're probably going to make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Definitely. And you're going to sound really stupid. So those are the three <laughs> reasons. <laughs> those are the three reasons. And all I'm going to say is this on this. If you hear those three reasons, just just walk away. You don't even need to like debate them. I just want to say, though, because if anything out there listening has these things in their heads, we've been podcasting for over a year. And every time we have to come up with a new topic, some version of this comes up for me. 
Like, uh, are we really going to talk about this topic? There's already so many people talking about it. And it's like, why should I do it? And so it's the same, except we already have like an ongoing practice. But this still comes up for us. These are things that you have to battle every time. It's not just it's not just you start a podcast, you answer them once, and then like they come up over and over. And I mean, these are the same questions that come up with any creative pursuit. I was going to say, if you feel like this is relevant to any other creative pursuits you're doing, yeah, that's... Probably and we see it with a lot of our clients in our podcasting, editing business and producing business is like yeah. them struggling with these same problems. So they come up a lot. And there's always someone on the other side that wants to be the mouth for yeah. these criticisms. And yeah. they're just dicks. So don't listen to them. Yeah. But we should call them fucking Bob. I don't know why. but Fucking it, Bob. Yeah. I just Here's the thing. <laughs> fucking Bob doesn't. <laughs> works, he, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He, they just doesn't get it. Yeah. They, they're missing the entire point. They are arguing on stupid points, and they don't understand the real reason for this. And so we want to talk a little bit about this. And we think there's kind of four categories that we really want to talk about. Why it's still not too late, and probably never will be, yeah. to start a podcast. Why it's a good idea to have like your own podcast, your own avenue of sharing. The first one is as a vehicle for self-discovery. I, I can't overstate this one. This is the same reason blogs are super valuable. And you could just insert blog for podcast on this whole conversation. conversation. So if you're thinking about a blog and you think it's too late, just listen to this and put blog and all this whenever I say podcast. Because it's the same thing. It's about exploring ourselves. It's about exploring our story, exploring what we have to give. And there's a lot of failure and there's a lot of messiness in that. And it's about finding our voice and sharing it. Voices are something that come from within and go without. Right. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 that's where they start within. There's some resonance inside of you and they can be heard by others. And this is super powerful, I think, to really find our voice and to be able to start expressing it. And we don't always have a lot of avenues for learning how to do that. And this is, this is like where our power comes from is learning our stories, exploring them, rewriting them, sharing them. Right. If you do a, like an Alcoholics Anonymous group, a lot of it is about sharing your story. And having other people who are listening. Yeah. And it's definitely the most healing thing to just have someone witness your story. I think we all think that there's something to do more than just telling it, you know, and it, it doesn't. There, that is enough. And if, you're, if your story is authentic, there's a high likelihood it's going to touch someone's life mm-hmm. in some way. And it's going to resonate with someone and probably in ways you don't, was, don't know yeah. or weren't trying to do. And it's an art to learn how to really, to really share your story. And I remember one of my first coaches, uh, she's a business coach, Ashita Gupta. She used to say, your mess is your message. Mm. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, and it's like our pain, our wounds. These are the things that, that we can talk about. And, And those are some of the places where you can definitely be an authority. But I think this whole process of just, it's really messy. So, and, and this is one thing we also tell people when they start podcasting and they work with us is like, thank God you don't have an audience yet. Mm-hmm. That means you get to explore, you get to try to do things and you'll pick up an audience as like, you start to figure that out. Don't yeah. worry about that. Like, but right now, like figure out what you want to talk about. What is it that you care about? What, you know, well, all those it's, things. It's also like at the core, it's like figure out who you are. Yes. That's that's probably the most terrifying one because 
if you do go down the avenue of creating something for yourself where you share your story, you are on the road to figuring out who you are and always continually figuring it out, you know, and it's, it's terrifying. I think a lot of people go into it thinking about is like, okay, is this a business opportunity? Is this a marketing opportunity? Is how am I going to make money from this? Right? Like that's common. And if that's what you're doing and that's your goal, then like this, this podcast isn't for you. Yeah. But (laughs) it just isn't. Walk away, fucking Bob. (laughs) Bob. He already has a job with a big shop magazine, Alistair. He doesn't need to make more money. But if you want a way to explore yourself, and we don't have a lot of those ways. This isn't something that's always encouraged. And this is a way, there's something different about just exploring yourself privately and exploring yourself when you know, when you push, publish, it's going to be public. That's Mm -hmm. scary. And I think that's a different way to explore yourself and it evokes different things. And so I think it's valuable to have your private ways of exploring yourself that aren't going to be shared with the world, right? Yeah, that, that's important. really important. This is what our journals are for. This is what maybe meditation is for or therapy, or therapy yoga might be for you, whatever it is. There's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah. Podcast is a way to explore publicly and same, same with the blog. And at first it's really scary. For me, I remember when I published my first blog piece and it felt like I was like putting it out to the world. Yeah. And then I, I learned the pain of blogging, which is that you're putting it out into a black hole and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah. at the end of the beginning. But there's so much power in this. There's so much power in exploring that and, figure, and learning who you are. And there's this thing that um, there's this concept I learned actually in Seth Godin's Story Skills Workshop. And mm-hmm. I actually think it's from uh, the co-creator of that workshop, Bernadette. And she talks a lot about story. And they talk about something called the story library. And it's basically having a library of stories that you can use in, in any moment. And I've heard the comment or, or the compliment that, like, I, I have a lot of stories and mm. I can tell stories for days. This is something I discovered. I didn't know this. Mm. And you know how I discovered it? I went on my friend's podcast. I went on Zach's podcast. Yeah. He has a podcast called... Uh, Guided, Guided. Following Your Intuition No Matter, no matter Where It Leads, leads you. you. It's a badass title. It, I, I, wish love... we, I, I wish we had that title. I In fact, know. maybe we should just change our podcast <laughs> title and try to beat him out. <laughs> Alistair is competitive. Yeah, yeah. It's coming yeah. out. No, no. Tip wait. of the hat to yeah. Zach for coming up with that podcast title. It's great. It's also it's also an interesting podcast. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's very authentic. And that's why I think it's valuable. And there's room. There's always room for an authentic voice. Mm-hmm. There's always room. And this mm-hmm. is, I think this is kind of, you know, what we're trying to say here. But I discovered by being interviewed on that podcast that I really enjoyed telling stories. Mm-hmm. And afterward, it was like an hour and a half conversation. I talked about my first my ayahuasca experience and traveling in, in the Himalayas alone and some of these things. And after he's like, you know, you're really good at telling stories. You should yeah. do that more often. Yeah. And then a few a few weeks later, you gave a speech at your brother's wedding because you were the best man. And then a few weeks later, we started this podcast. It's kind of led to this whole thing. Yeah. And ever since... Thank you, Zach. It's, yeah, thank you, Zach. <laughs> it, that was the catalyst. Yeah. And, and ever since, it's kind of been a discovery of this oratory skill set that mm-hmm. I've been developing and really enjoying to do that I had no idea that I liked. I, I never would have guessed that I liked talking publicly like that because it wasn't something I did unless I had to. And, and so going back to this whole story, this story library, and this has been true for me with the podcast, but it's also been true for me with my blog, is that I work on stories. 
and I and I tweak them and I and I send some of them out through my newsletters. I send some of them out through the blog, through the podcasts. Now now we're doing it on Instagram as well. And I work on and refine these stories. And then I have them available. They're just there. And they can be repurposed for all sorts of situations. Mm-hmm. So it's given me this spontaneity, this confidence, and this ability. And you can use them to sell. If you know, you can use them to persuade, to entertain. You just have an arsenal of ready-made stories that you've worked on pretty hard. Because if we're going to share something on the podcast or on the blog, you better believe I've worked on these stories. I've thought about them a lot. Yeah. And they're ready. It's a story library. And there's a lot of power in that because stories motivate us. Stories persuade us. They move us. They they teach us. They do all these things. And for the last few years, I think one of the things I, I'm really proud of is that I've been building up a story library that mm-hmm. I can use in all sorts of situations. And I'm getting to the point and I, I can see how the pros are with this. And I, I'm not there, but I, this is something I strive toward. It's like, I, I, there's a story about Seth Godin about when he went on stage uh, he gave a really great speech. Someone picked up his note card after the afterward because they wanted to see what he put on his note card because he had left it out like mm-hmm. uh, in the green room or something. And I just had the name of three stories. Yeah. It was like duck story, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> three stories. That was it. And that was his whole speech. And like that's a point you can get to, right? Which is like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to tell that. And you've told these stories so much, you know them mm. that you can just go up and naturally, and and they change every time, right? It's not the same story. It's a little different based on the audience, based on the message. You might even make new connections on the spot. Yeah, definitely. It's so much fun. It's it's such a form of exploration and play. And there's like there's a dance involved. It's dynamic, right? And mm-hmm. it involves the listener as well. And so I think this is something that can that I found in myself as we've been doing the podcast medium, especially because blog is written and this is spoken. And I found that that's a very different medium and it's very different storytelling medium as well. And that's been a lot of fun to explore. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to make a case here. Um, I think it really depends on like your style, but I used to have a blog. Actually, I think it's still up there and it's just like really old posts of mine. And I know I've been, it's a bit, it's been abandoned for a few years now, but I think I love speaking a lot more than I love writing. And uh, if I'm going to, I just, I had this thought while you were talking of regarding the whole, it's spiritual, it's like for growth and self-development and all that, there is a big thing in like, if you know anything about chakras, talking is like the way that you activate your throat chakra, which is like one of the chakras that helps. I don't know, every chakra is important, but like this one is one that we struggle so much with and that can lead to so many like health problems and things like that. And I think there is a lot of value in being able to share your story and have just one person hear it. And that it leaves your body almost, you know, that it like, it's not the same act as writing. I think talking and speaking out loud and, you know, make makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I'm hyper aware of that because I have a thyroid disease, mm. Hashimoto's. And that's actually something that it was one of the reasons I started writing was yeah. that I realized and it was actually something my therapist at the time was saying was like, hey, like you need to find ways to express your voice. Mm. And it was true that when I con- when I developed that disease, I was stuffing my voice down. I was mm. scared to share it, and I, I was and I was becoming resentful and angry. And I didn't really see this connection. 
And a lot of my personal journey has been around that throat chakra and finding my voice and feeling more and more comfortable about sharing it. And I do think there's and there's a lot of power in being heard, even mm -hmm. if it's by one person, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you and I have conversations in our relationship around difficult topics or things we're struggling with, it's almost immediately therapeutic when the other person actually hears you, mm -hmm. right? Which doesn't always happen. Sometimes like they're fighting back or yeah. they're pushing back. When you feel you've been heard and they've actually, they understand what you're feeling, yeah. it's really, really powerful. And a lot of times that's all it takes. Yeah, that's enough. That's, yeah. I think that's the big piece is like we don't realize that in most cases that's all it takes. And we live in a world where we're not heard very often no. and no one's listening. Yeah. And, and so I, and I think podcasts are this kind of magical medium in that way. And I don't know if they'll stay this way, but mm. there's an opportunity there where you can share your story and you can do it in an unedited, messy, creative way. Mm. And people can choose if they want to listen or not. The second piece of like why this is such a powerful medium and why it's still relevant. And at this point, we think it is just relevant, not just still, it's relevant, is because we have a unique voice, each and every one of us. And it's not because a topic has already been treated by someone else that you're out of the game and that you have nothing to contribute. This is just really, really narrow thinking. Right? It's incredibly, incredibly shallow yeah. to think that like, so it's this idea that it's like all in an encyclopedia. And then once it's been covered once and talked about, it's like, it's there. Yeah. Like, we don't need to revisit that, yeah. right? Like that these things aren't dynamic or that they don't matter who's talking about it and where their story comes from. And I was actually just listening to uh, uh, Jordan B. Peterson yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, I'm listening to a series of lectures he did. They're great. And basically, he, he was making a similar point in a different, for different reasons. But he was looking at one of his students and he was saying, like, all I'm seeing of you is, like, it's equivalent to a Simpsons cartoon. Like, mm. like a, a caricature of you. I see you here. But all I'm seeing is, like... Um, this slice of you, this very thin slice of you. I don't know your family. I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know what your past has been. I, I know almost nothing about you, yeah. but you're here in front of me and I have this feeling that like I'm seeing you, mm -hmm. right? But there's this whole, there's so much, there's such a deeper bigger reality that's real. We all know it's real because we feel it for ourselves mm. about what makes us and who we are. It's vast. In fact, a lot of people like Carl Jung, for example, would say it's infinite. Yeah. And it's, it's bigger than any conception of ourselves we could possibly have. And it, it involves our past. It involves our present. It involves our future. It involves all these things. Mm. And then you put another person and you have this completely unique intersection of ideas and thoughts if it's a good conversation. Because yeah. we all know when people go on a book tour and they just parrot the same thing on as many channels as possible, that's not interesting. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about having an authentic conversation. And a podcast is one of the few mediums yeah. where, where that can happen. I find it really easy for myself to just have a topic that I find really interesting that I'm passionate about. But then because I've read so many books on it or listened to so many podcasts, or I feel like everyone around me is talking about it because I surround myself by people who are talking about it. I tend to think like, oh, that conversation has been had many, many times over and there's no reason for me to have it. And there's like two aspects of why that is really, uh, as you said, narrow and 
yeah, narrow way of thinking about it is that one, none of those conversations have included me before. And as you said, we all have like our past, our, what we experience, our state of mind. And I was thinking about this the other day. I have no idea and I will never have any idea of how it is to live inside your brain. Like, I don't know what it's like, the chemical ways that your neurons interact. Like, I have no idea of what it's like to feel inside your body. And neither do you. It's the same. It's like an elaboration on the whole, like, I don't know if you see green the same green as I do. Like, yeah. is green the same for everyone? Who the fuck knows? Right? So it's like... None of those conversations have included me and my particular perspective and my brain chemicals and the state of mind I'm in that day and the thoughts that come up that day. We have this conversation. We, it happens quite often where we have a conversation about a topic twice, right? And both, every time, we actually don't even talk about the same things, yeah, and, even though we have the same outline and we're the same two people. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a different conversation every time. Yeah. It's unique. It happens once and it depends on a lot of different things. And yeah. it has a vitality to it. It we, has a dynamism. To we it. had we recorded a, a conversation. What was the episode? Uh, the, the, oh, the self-directed life episode. We recorded that one twice. When we sent the second version to our editor, he was like, that was the same conversation as the previous one that I told you wasn't that good. Oh my God. So that's just an example of push to the extreme, but even between us, the conversation is not the same. Yeah. So, so I think, and so what I think you're also illustrating is that these conversations happen within time, yeah. right? Time is another dimension of them. Yeah. And, a con and this is why I really like listening to podcasts about thinkers that I'm very interested in. It's like you catch them at a certain part mm -hmm. of time and on a podcast that's casual, they're not writing a book. They're not, they may be making an argument, but they're making it typically in a much looser way, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the podcast format. So you get to hear some of their insecurities. You get to hear a little bit of where they're uncomfortable. You get to hear their sense of humor. They become, some of their humanness gets colored in. Mm -hmm. and, and I... And I really enjoy that. And you also get to see how they come up against other strong thinkers. Yeah. Right. And like where those ideas kind of fit and where they don't. And you get a better landscape from a thinker's point of view. You get a better landscape of of the ideas and the thoughts that are going on. Yeah. And you also get a feel of where they are in their life. And there's just a lot of information that you can't get, say, in a book. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think like the, the second reason why this this way of thinking like, oh, this conversation has been had before, there's no reason, blah, 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 is my reach is unique. I've had conversations with people where for me, those conversations have been had thousands of times over and I'm not an expert and I know nothing compared to the people that I look up to. And then I have this conversation with someone who knows nothing about it. And I'm the first person that brings all these concepts to that person. And then it changes their lives. And then they go on their own exploration because as I said, I'm not the expert, but we all can carry the seeds and the ideas to a very different patch of land yeah because some people will trust you and be open to you i mean right? maybe we've all had maybe you've had that friend who's depressed and yeah. like w was closed almost to everyone out but you're the one in to that person's world yeah right like i there's a story in parker palmer's book let your life speak and he talks about he went through two really serious long depressions i think in his life and he talks about him in the book 
it's a beautiful book. It's, it's an a great, amazing. It's book. a great book. If it's you're if incredible, you, and it's all about the idea of vocation. Um, so the, uh, of having a calling, and so if that's something that's on your mind in the beginning of this year, it's one of the best books you can read on the topic. Yeah. And he talks about how he was basically closed off to the world. He was he was in his own darkness, and he had a friend, and and he just wasn't reachable. Like, and yeah. and he had a friend who just came every I don't know if it was a week or every other day. I don't know how often it was, but he came consistently, and all he did was he washed his feet. Man, that story just brings me to tears every time. And that's all he did. They didn't they didn't talk or anything. He was just present, yeah. and he would wash his feet, and it was. Parker Palmer's basically only connection to others. Mm -hmm. And it brought him back. Mm -hmm. It was the lifeboat. It was the lifeline for him. And that's just like, that's a really radical illustration of this one man had the ability to reach him. Yeah. And that he was able to build that bridge. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really powerful story. And if we bring it back to podcasts, I think we, we have friends that may not, you know, we can open these conversations with people that may be right for them yeah. and may but have not heard them because of the circles they run into. I think we imagine that everyone's just got like they just plug their head into the to the internet yeah. and that all this stuff just comes in and yeah. it's like oh it's it's not like that. It's yeah. like it still spreads in a grassroots way. Mm -hmm. It spreads from mind to mind, from relationship to relationship. And you can you can be a part a proponent or, you know, depending on how you think about it, you can spread ideas that matter to you or or you can engage in conversations, right? I think that's the way we'd like to think about it is like yeah. we are having conversations. And here's the thing is that if you think all the conversations have been had, what a terrible world you live in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In just general, it's like, okay, so none of us need to have a conversation about it because someone else has already figured it out. And yeah. we just need to be told and what I, those things are. It's a, that's a terrible, that is a very dystopian world to live in. And I think that's like a really bad interpretation of the way knowledge happens and the way like evolution in like science and all these things happens in th evolution in thoughts. Because... Science is not like one dude that has an idea and then no one talks about it ever again. The things we learn in math in like high school are things that were thought by people in like the middle ages or even before that. And it's just, it's only because the conversation is continuing to happen. Through time, but, through also, time. but also with those scientists, you, if you look at them, almost none of them, except for the lone genius, but let's, let's push that to, to the side because that's not usually how creativity works, yeah. I don't think is that they were in dialogue. Like, the scientific community is incredibly, like, conversational. They're yeah. in dialogue with a lot of people, and they're having a lot of these dialogues, right? Yeah, and if we never have the conversation, if we always assume that what's said is, like, oh, that's the authority, and we don't... Man, what the world would look like today would be a terrifying place to live. It would be a very stagnant place. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I think that's another part of this, is that this is a very dynamic... I mean, I think a certain amount of learning and wisdom is active, right? Mm. It's participatory, yeah. right? That's how you actually embody it, yeah. right? And that's part of having these conversations. It's like we're all trying to sort these things out and we're all exploring it and finding new territory for ourselves. Mm. And it might be brand new territory because you and that person come together and explore somewhere 
uh, explore a world that is the collision of the of you and them, mm-hmm. right? And then and also the the time, which is unique, and all these things. It's just it's just trying to say it in a lot of different ways. It's a unique conversation, and the people you can reach are probably also unique. So yeah. it's worth having it. Yeah, and I think one last thing I'll say about this particular section of of the the podcast is. We talked a lot about like conversations, like us two talking or a host having a guest on the podcast. But that is also valid. That is also a valid point for people who only do host on mic, who only are like, I know some, some podcasts. It's just one person that comes on, have a topic that they want to talk about and they talk about it. Some people like to listen to that. And I think there is the same value there because if you have a friend that lets you talk for an hour, you will go in places with your words and your your thoughts that you've never gone to before, probably. And they will listen in a way they've never listened to you before. Yeah. This is actually interesting for, like, for example, some of my friends and family listen. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling that they get to hear me in a in a way that they rarely get to experience me when I'm actually in the room, Yeah. right? Like, because you and I talk for an hour and they're not actually there. And so they get a perspective into my life and they're interested, they care. So they get a perspective into my life that they wouldn't be privy to otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that that actually, like, these all have feedback loops, right? Like, they influence the nature of the relationship. And this is something that's been interesting to see, like, with family, friends, clients, mm-hmm. uh, partners, like a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they, they, they're all those. And it's colored or, or changed or influenced those relationships. And they know you in a way that they wouldn't know you otherwise. And it's impossible to say exactly how that affects everything, except for I can say it definitely does. Mm. And we, and at times you notice it. And, and uh, it's a big experiment. But I would say that a lot of it for us has been extraordinarily positive. Yeah. People come to us, I think, with a sense, more of a sense of trust because mm-hmm. they they know us a little bit better than they could have otherwise. Yeah. Like they just, there's, there would have not have been a way. And sometimes like I'm very, I just, I feel it. I notice it. There's yeah. an openness that I don't really always remember noticing before we had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been an interesting thing to kind of watch is the way it's kind of, in some ways, it's allowed us to continue to have a conversation with people in a not one-on-one way. It's scalable in a way, right? Like, so if someone wants to get to to know me and you, they can, and they can have a conversation with us. Yeah. And I think this is the other thing I want to say, and then, then we can move on to the next one, which is that even if it's a host on mic, you're still having a conversation with the person listening. Yeah. And so that's always going to be a unique experience. Two people listen to the podcast and they don't hear the same thing. Definitely. And so I think whether you have someone on the podcast and then your stories are intersecting in a completely unique place, that person could have been on a hundred other podcasts and you might bring out a, a story and experience completely unique because of your own experience or because of the, the dynamic of you of the two of you. I, I was just listening to a podcast called The Portal, which is great. And Sam Harris was on it, and he's being interviewed by Eric Weinstein, who's the host of The Portal. It's a very interesting podcast. It's new. And they were talking about this. They were talking about how they had both interviewed the same guy, and Sam Harris had done it a couple times, actually. And Eric uh, had asked Sam to give him some feedback on the on the show so far. And Sam had listened to Eric's interview of that same guy that Sam had interviewed. And he was saying... 
That was awesome. You brought up such an interesting conversation and it was so interesting for me, but I've interviewed him like three times and I could never go there. Yeah. I could never get to that place because Sam's a very philosophical person and he has certain first principles and like he would always attack something else because yeah. it's usually kind of a debate. He would always get hung up somewhere else yeah. and it wouldn't allow the, con- like he, you, he wouldn't be able to explore that part of that person or those ideas between the two of them because it just wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. But Eric was and Sam benefited from it. And he said, this was great. You, you, This is why you need to do this podcast yeah. because that was a really interesting conversation and I couldn't have had it. And then, and, and then Eric says, well, you know, what's interesting is that I couldn't have had that conversation if you hadn't had the first three mm. with the guy, because I listened to those and those informed my conversation. Yeah. You can see where this goes. It's building off each other. We're built. I feel like we're having a chance to have deeper conversations than you could have when you just meet someone or when you come just cold, right? Yeah. Like. If you want to, and you're going to interview someone, you can go listen. If they have a record, you can go listen to what else they've talked about. You can pick out parts that are interesting, parts that haven't been explored enough, right? Great interviewers go and listen to other interviews with that person and find the parts that haven't been talked about. And these are all opportunities that I think are new or at least pretty fresh with podcasts where we can go deeper into people's psyches. We can go deeper into their stories. We can go deeper into... The, the ways the two ideas meet or two lives meet. And that's really, really interesting. Okay, so there's a third reason why I think podcasts are extraordinarily valuable. And I think it's a little underrated, but it's clear from the hunger that we have around podcasts, I think, that this, mm-hmm. is, this is an important one, which is that the conversations are unscripted. They're unscripted. Hopefully. Yes, hope, hopefully, right? It, it, otherwise, you're listening. there's different kinds of podcasts. Yeah, but yeah, the ones yeah. we're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you're going to start a podcast, yeah. we're talking about unscripted conversations. There's a lot of value in in these, especially like you see the Joe Rogan podcast where mm-hmm. where they, they uh, record the whole thing by video, right? So does the portal. I think this is really valuable. And I, I, there's, a, there's a shallow criticism to this was like, wow, it's just people talking. It's just talking heads. <sighs> And, and I think you're missing it, if that's what you're thinking. Yes, you do need to be prepared. You do need to have someone intelligent or someone who cares, right? Yeah. We're not talking about just just shooting the shit on, yeah. on the mic and then publishing it. Yeah. But we're talking about having serious and meaningful, unscripted conversations about topics that are messy or, you know, yeah. exploring topics in a real way. Mm-hmm. And again... Uh, I'm going to point to Jordan B. Peterson here because he said something on his podcast that was really interesting. He was talking about he's done a lot of media in the past. And he was saying, here's the thing, is that you can go onto a podcast and you just get to have a conversation and it can go wherever it goes. When I go on media interviews, when I go on cable TV, radio channels, you have to stick to talking points. Like they just want you to come on to represent a camp or to make a point, and they're going to edit you or script you. You don't have any room Mm -hmm. to have an open conversation. You just get, you just play this part. And we all know this when you go like open the news and they have like, I don't know, do Chris Cooper, right? The CNN and he brings people on and everyone's just there to say their piece, right? And like to have this really, really kind of dumbed down conversation about something where everyone's just got like the one point they got to get in right like and that's it and it's not and this is why we get stuck in these arguments because they're not very expansive they're not open you can't transcend that it's just 
it's and just... there's no and and it's like pretty terrible on a human perspective because it's like you have to show up and completely put aside all the nuances that make up who you are and just represent one and it assumes some sort of truth yeah, in yeah. the conversation yeah. that one position's right and one's wrong when these are dynamic right yeah. like sometimes for example and just in a political environment in a political conversation sometimes the conservative point of view is is probably the best one for that situation at that time mm -hmm. sometimes a more liberal point of view is going to work better that is a great conversation to have and we need both because they're both one-sided right and so when you go on and you just have this this is the bipartisanship right mm -hmm. and so we'll back up from politics and stuff because that's not really where i want to go with this but the the point being is that we get these really caricatured shallow not very interesting lines of thought and they're really dug in and it's hard to get beyond that in a podcast especially one that's videotaped so you know you see when it's edited yeah, right there's yeah. no magic that can be done yeah. you see exactly where the conversation goes it's so much more human mm -hmm. it's a conversation and it goes all the different ways and that gives you a chance also I think to really look into someone's perspective, right? Like you see all the nuance, nuance, you see where they come from. Maybe they talk about some of their past that's brought them to this. You can like relate to them. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to open up for a second and like take on their perspective, even if it's one you don't agree with, yeah. because they're a human being and it's not just a battle. It's not just a position. It's a person mm -hmm. and it has a story and there's a reason they got that way. And you can understand because you listen to them and they make sense in a lot of the things you you understand and relate to yeah. this is human yeah. that is human these conversations that we're having on the news or that we think we're having because we're not having them they're they're because there's another thing here is that they all follow an agenda yeah. there is a cable network there is some there a lot of times they're owned right they're private there is a message that they want to get out and they're going to position all the pawns in the way they want to communicate that message right they might have the other side on but only to make them look ridiculous right it's it's all got an agenda and, and i think we're sick and tired of that there's we're tired another, of it. there's another aspect to this is like those conversations on the news on mainstream media that you're talking about they're all timed yes they have a time there's no time slot. to there's go no, anywhere yeah. off script yeah and and that's one thing we've struggled a lot in our own podcast like okay do we have like a cap what is our limit do we you know and i think naturally most of our conversation tend to be around an hour and we like that but we're trying to be open to if there is a conversation and it goes over because it's really good and we're having fun and we're exploring places we've never explored before we're gonna keep having it i doubt we'll ever go to three hours episode but you know what i mean it's like podcasts offer this platform where it can be however the fuck long you want i know something um that like i this is something I don't resonate with because I listen to a lot of long form podcasts and I just don't listen to them all at once. I listen. And then when I, when I'm finished cooking, I pause and then, and then I, and then I pick it up again the next day. It doesn't matter if I stop in the middle because I'm able to pick it up again. I think there's this in the let's start podcast communities. There's a lot of, okay, how long should the podcast be? Should it be a certain uh, length? We know the commute, the average commute is that length. How do we fit into that? And I think that's really sad. Uh, personally, I, I understand the reasons why it's you really confining. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not really going by like, okay, well, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. You're thinking about like, okay, well, how do I fit it into the slots? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, how do I get heard? Yeah. And it's, 
I think it's like, go where the conversation goes. Mm -hmm. That's what's most important is the conversation you're having. And I listen to podcasts that can be as long as eight hours. That's Dan Carlin. Yeah. He does the best podcast in the world, I think. Yeah. Or at least he is, he's one of the masters of the art of podcasting. Hardcore history. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. And the fact that it's free is amazing. So that's as long as it can get. And I think, you know what? If it's a good conversation, I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to listen to it next time I have some more time. I'm just going to pick up where I left off. Yeah, yeah. You said something that I really liked. It's like we're thinking about how we can fit in to a format. And this made me think of Brene Brown's whole thing about the difference between fitting in and belonging, you know? And it's like, if you do a podcast to fit in somewhere you're never going to feel like you belong and you're never actually going to do it in an authentic way, you know? Yeah. And it's like, as long as you do it in, a, in an authentic way, you are going to find the people who want to listen and you are going to belong. If five or 10 minutes is really the uh, the best time for your type of content or for what you want to say or for the way you want to have the conversation, then that's great. Yeah. And I, I think that is a hang up that people get into with podcasting is they think about, the time being what has to dictate the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get really stale, not interesting conversations. Because if you're going to do an interview podcast, for example, you're going to have a, you're going to bring someone on that you don't know. Yeah. And then you're going to try to do it in 20 minutes. Well, you better have an editing team behind you because otherwise the chances are you're not going to get very far or very anywhere interesting because you don't know the person. Right. And it's just not like we ju- that's not natural to yeah. go into deep, dark places in 20 minutes. That's uncomfortable. You could never explain yourself or like yeah. talk about it or explore it for yourself. It's it's too short. So by that, you've determined what the content's gonna be, which is like it's gonna be much more surface level. Or and sometimes that might be okay. If you're doing a, a tips and tricks about productivity, okay, probably can do that in 20 minutes. But if yeah. you're gonna try to go into plumb the depths of someone's story yeah. in 20 minutes. Well, I think you're probably going to need to have an hour conversation and then edit it down to 20 Mm. minutes. And that's a big production. Otherwise, I'm not sure how you're going to get there in an interesting way. Yeah. Because people come on and they also have their their elevator pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Like their version of who they are. And a good interviewer gets underneath that, Mm. kind of breaks that open and and finds some places to explore where they're not so sure or where, where things are more sensitive and where it's more interesting, right? And you need time to do that. Like, you just, you need, I don't know how to do it. It's it's really hard to do it all. Yeah. And so if you don't give yourself time, that's tough. And I just think it's important to mention here that we're not making the case that longer is always better. Or, you know, it's, as you said, it's depending on the topic, see what organically your conversations end up being. My best rule of thumb the best way I've found for doing this, and this is tough because it's different every time and you need to be aware. Like yeah. you can't just fall on a formula if you're going to do it this way. It's like you have to pay attention to the energy. Yeah. When's the energy gone? That's mm-hmm. when you need to wrap up. If yeah. the energy's still there, go with it. Yeah. Because podcasts are great. You can pause and you can pick up next time and we right? all do that. So it's, it's just silly to think that you need to make it fit in a commute. That, yeah. Because if it's really interesting, they're going to want to listen to it on their next commute or they're going to sit in the driveway, right? The driveway moment where you yeah. end up sitting in the driveway and finishing the podcast before you go inside. Yeah. That's what a good podcast is. Yeah. And I just think it's really it's really sad to think that we have to fit, be listened to in only one sitting because when you make a cake, 
you don't make like a small batch so that you can all eat it today and then be done with it. You make a big cake and then you have some for the next couple of days. <laughs> When I have a really good podcast I'm listening to, I savor it, man. Yeah. I don't like just want to wrap it up. I'm like, all right, I'm in the pot and come back to it when I'm ready to. You well, know? you're really responsible because I binge and I just <laughs> and I eat the whole cake all at once, you know, and then I'm like sick That's off cake. That's not true. We've been having amazing cake in the house for a week now and you haven't done that. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, one other thing around this unscripted thing. I think we're really hungry for unscripted conversations. We're tired of getting just like something jammed down our throats. We're tired of people just thinking that our minds are a battleground for their ideas and their positions. And that yeah. it's just fucking, I'm sick as fuck of this. It's really, it's really tiring, the whole polarization of like, I'm right, you're wrong. Like, it feels like this is the only way we can have a conversation. And this is, this is why podcasts are are really, really magical because yeah. if you have a podcast, you get to go up to people you don't know. And a lot of times you can go up to people that are doing things you'd like to be doing or like in some way in a class above you, right? Mm -hmm. Like where like you wouldn't be able to approach them just as like, hey, bud, you want to get a coffee? Yeah. But if you have a podcast, you say, hey, I have a podcast. You want to come on my podcast? And you can talk to amazing people or you can talk to your best friend about a conversation. Like you set an intention to have a meaningful conversation, right? Like that's what a podcast allows you to do is set some sort of formal intention to like, hey, we're going to sit down. We're going to record it. Other people might listen. So let's take this seriously and let's have a conversation about this or about that or mm -hmm. let's see where it goes, right? There's a sincerity to it. Yeah. And these are bridging conversations. We are bridging Between people, we are forming connections, right? Like a lot of the power in podcasting is the people you podcast with. It's the people's shows you've gone on or like that often ends up being one of the powerful things is like, you know, you, you think you're going on because of their audience and you end up finding like six months later that the true connection you made was with the person, with the other person. Yeah. And like that can actually be pretty powerful. And so it can be surprising like this, but how amazing it is that at this time of polarization mm -hmm. where you have all these like channels that aren't talking to each other and are just firing artillery from different continents and different camps, right? Mm -hmm. Where the divide is too great and there's no real conversation happening that you have this thing that's requiring that you go and actually have a conversation with someone yeah. that's requiring that you get closer and then it gets messier and that you actually have something human. That's what a podcast is doing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. People all over the world. Great. 700,000 people. I hope it's 1.5 million because you know what that means? It's 1.5 million people going around asking other people to share their perspective, mm. reflecting on it and talking about it. What else could we need more? At this point in human history, right now. Testify. <laughs> that's, that's so true. That is so true. Seriously. I totally agree And with so you. this critique that there's so many is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like we need more of these conversations. Yeah. And if everyone wants to go around and record them, great. Who cares? Yeah. Like I think that the point to this too is like it doesn't matter if people actually listen, you know, like that is not the point. It's great if they do. But if you're having the conversations in the realm, in, in the context of, hey, I have a podcast, want to come on and like we can discover how your life inter intersects with mine and how your views conflict with mine or all these things. Who cares if anyone listens to it? It's going to be great for you too. Yeah. And you know what the magic is? The funny paradoxical thing of this is. You have that conversation enough and people are going to want to listen. Exactly. That's the kind of catch 22 on yeah. it, right? Like if you start and you go long enough, it's going to be interesting. 
you're going to be interesting because you've had all these conversations. That's what interesting people are. Yeah. People who've had a lot of conversations. True. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be interesting? Start having conversations. Finally, like the most, I mean, I don't know if it's the most, but for us, it's definitely been... It's an exciting one. It's a very exciting one for us. And uh, we see it with other people. Another piece of this is when you start a podcast and when you have a podcast, you start building a tribe. It, this is like one of the values that we see personally in in this journey for us is we are for some reason, <laughs> I mean, for many reasons that we know and some we don't know, people seem to be rallying around and wanting to have this conversation with us. Yeah, it, it's been a catalyst to have more conversations, yeah. right? Like. It's been a catalyst for us to have a conversation with each other. It's been a catalyst for us to have a conversation with my family, with our friends. Mm -hmm. It's And then they have conversations with other people, right? Because yeah. like, you can share a podcast and then you can talk about it. And so it's like all these different conversations. And it, and it creates a network. Yeah. It creates this network. And that's amazing. And you can you can create a tribe around anything. if mm -hmm. if you Because for the first time in world history, for almost free... Let's, okay, it's still a privilege, right? Like, if you have an internet connection and you have a phone, which still most of the world doesn't have. Yes. So this is still very privileged. Yes. But for everyone listening, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and say that. You can broadcast out to the world your thoughts and ideas for almost nothing, for free. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Yeah. And, and, you can, and people in Asia, people in Egypt, people in, in Chile... Anywhere in the world can tune in. And here's the cool thing about it is they get to choose if they tune in, right? It's yeah. not like a channel and there's only so many channels and it's just kind of, it's pushed in, yeah. right? It's pulled in. Yeah. They choose, they decide. So it's opt-in. It's voluntary on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dynamic that makes it a bit magical as the people listening are here because they've chosen to. They could listen to a million other things, right? This is one of like... I think the jabs I'll put back at, at people that rip on podcasts because they're usually in mainstream media, mm -hmm. in traditional media. Fucking Bob. Yeah, fucking Bob. And uh, I think they're still a bit tender at the fact that, like, there's a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. There's a certain amount of attention. And now all these podcasts and, like, no one, you know, like, they, they were picked and now, yeah. now they have to earn it. Yeah. Like, you don't just get to be picked. Yeah. I think there is a certain, like, the cream will rise to the top. I, I think that... There's limits to that because uh, it is like kind of a deluge of information. There are problems with it. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that podcasting is perfect or, or that it's, it's scary also that everyone gets their own voice, mm -hmm. right? Like Because that's also white supremacists can start their own podcast. Yeah. And so plenty of moral and ethical Definitely. questions. Yeah. I'm not, not saying like everything about podcasts is unequivocally great. But I will say, like, but just remember, this is all in the frame of why you might want to start a podcast. Yeah. Why you? So there's other types of podcasts that are published or and corporate or whatever. And if you're a white whatever. supremacist listening to this, I would really like to know why you're listening to us. Yes. <laughs> and, and I will put a caveat. You shouldn't start a podcast, buddy. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't... Okay, I'm. I was going I'm for sorry. a more all-encompassing, loving approach to this. I'm not going to go. There's good people on both sides, and not going that way on this one. I'm sorry if you're a white supremacist. You want to start a podcast? I don't care about you, and uh, don't just don't. I maybe I do care about you on a more. I don't know. It's See, confusing. this is all really hard. Though. It's tough. Yeah. Okay, we are off here. We are way off. 
Jeez. I thought it would take us off and then you'd freak out and spin on your own head. Okay, okay, but okay, I have this image about podcasting, right? Is that, uh, and you know what? The white supremacist can say, well, you know what? I like these guys, but now I don't, and I'm going to choose not to listen, right? And he can, he can leave. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's voluntary. So, uh, <laughs> I love this. this is, I did exactly what I wanted to do here. That's I felt I felt I felt guilty for telling you know, like part of me didn't feel good about it. I get it. Anyway. Uh okay, but coming back to this whole building a tribe thing, this is a this is a the unique opportunity in this no other time in history. Yeah. Has this power, this ability been available to so many? And I think there's people at the top. Or people with certain forms of power fucking that bob. don't fucking bobs that don't like that, mm-hmm. and sure there are a lot of problems with it. But to say that those problems trump us having a, the ability to share our voices, to find and connect with other people that care about the same ideas—that's freedom of speech. That's the right to assemble. And I mean, these are things that the at the bedrock fundamental, at least for American culture yeah. and society, which I think is leading. I still think. I still think we're leading the free world. I understand that like right now that leadership is in question, but the ideals that have come out of this country are still the ideals that most people, most free countries are striving toward, whether, whether we are a good example of them in a lot of ways or not. I'll Uh, just, uh, I'll just insert a little (laughs) French thing here. uh It's like, buddy, we invented freedom of speech and right to assemble. Uh, okay. Do you know in 1789, the revolution? We invented it, okay? All right, all right. Uh, yes. <laughs> we, they have French origins. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. We're not dead yet. We're not dead yet. Oh, go to France. You might think otherwise. <laughs> you guys are all smoking cigarettes, just trying to get to death faster. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, okay. this one is okay. a hard one. We yeah. keep uh, spinning. But no, I, I want to say, I agree. I, I Building a tribe is like, for us, that's been the, the most powerful thing. It's like we were in a fucking caravan in the middle of the woods. Coming off in, of a year in Asia where we had no connections to anyone. We were dead to the world yeah. in, a, in a way, except yeah. for maybe to our parents. Yeah, yeah. And, and we said, hey, let's start a podcast in a caravan in, in the forest in in the boondocks yeah. of France, mm-hmm. in in God knows where, and over the last year, we've created a like there's a small tribe of people mm-hmm. orbiting around some of the ideas on this podcast, yeah. or like we we've had friendships that we never would have had. The one we like to point to a lot, and I'll do it again here, is Mike. Yeah, Mike is in Chicago. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. And he he heard this podcast early on and ended up from the podcast coming to a retreat in Yosemite with us last year. We got to walk with Mike in Yosemite in the wilderness and have like a really deep and awesome experience mm-hmm. and share that with him because of this podcast. Otherwise, there's no way in how we ever know Mike, probably. Yeah. And there, there's other people. Yeah, that- Gareth are, is here too. And he reached out, sent an email. There's a, there's, there are people who we don't really, we don't know, and they're somehow kind of appearing and, and engaging in conversations with us, which is like, the, honestly, the best feeling in the world. It's amazing. It's one of the most fun parts about this. And so if you're one of those people and you haven't reached out, please do, because... <sighs> I think that's the magic, right? Is that you can take this, it starts on the podcast and it leads to real life interactions, real life uh, relationships. Yeah. And, and this is something funny that uh, I remember one time I met someone 
uh, from online. He was like a friend of a friend and we met in San Diego. He was there for a business trip and I said, hey, I'll take you surfing. Yeah. So uh, we went surfing and he was new to it. And uh, I remember we met and he was uh, he, he was like, oh, it's nice to, to Merle. I was like, what the hell is Merling? He's like, to meet in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Merling. <laughs> Yeah, the, I I love this firm, and I wish I hope that we can do that more. Yeah, with the I want to merle with you. I want to merle with you. That sounds a little sexual. It sounds a little weird. It sounds a little weird. Yeah, maybe, it does. Maybe we, maybe we just keep it casual. Like, yeah, not, I don't. Know it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Do I want to merle with you? I'm not sure. Uh, but that that's your choice again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful freedom of Okay, but okay, I want to share just one image I have on this that that has felt real to me is that. I've almost felt like, you know, we met and then we had all these ideas and we're talking in this conversation and we want to share it with more people. And it's, and it's felt like a beacon in the dark. Mm-hmm. And we this podcast has just been a light and we're just every week it goes off mm-hmm. and people see it and they can come to it if they want. Right. It's an invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation. And I've really felt like that, that this is us shining a light, shining that light tower in the dark mm-hmm. and trying to attract and those others that want to be a part of the conversation. And for some people, you know, in uh, maybe at a particular moment, I don't want to like get too high horsed about this, but maybe it's a guiding light in mm-hmm. some way, right? We've heard that sometimes. Oh, like, we've heard that that we've, yeah, we've heard things. This conversation like helped at this point in my life. Yeah, and yeah. and so like, I really think the the lighthouse is a, is a useful way to think about, about this or about what you, you, you could be doing. And, and the lighthouse doesn't get a lot of light back. And mm-hmm. sometimes it goes into the dark and it's essential. It's super important. The lighthouse is super important. Yeah. But it, it was a critical, a critical technology for a very long time for navigating dark seas mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. Right. Was knowing that there would be lighthouses on the shore to help. And, but the lighthouse, it's not like it gets uh, the light reflected very often. Often it's just, it's just shooting it off into the dark. Yeah. But it's super important. And it was very valuable to a lot of people. And I, I, this has always been, um, kind of an animating, uh, metaphor to, to think about what we're doing. Yeah. I think another thing that I'm just continually surprised by, and it it links to the whole having a a unique reach and a unique voice, but I recently saw this on Instagram because our podcast is like this, this foundation, this like starting a conversation, you know, it's like someone tunes in, listens to it and then, and then they can reach out to us literally and, Without us knowing them, we can start a conversation on a topic that we talked about on our own in a bedroom somewhere. And then that person can just say, hey, I, let's, tar- let's talk about this. And we already have like this common uh, base of, okay, we've talked about all of this. Now we can pick it up here. And a friend of mine kind of our friendship developed that way. I knew her, she came on retreat with us and then she listened to the podcast. And now we have this like really good friendship going on because we're having these continuing conversations around not just the podcast, but everything. And I recommended a book to her last summer. Since then, I know for a fact she's recommended it to someone else. And she recently has bought a copy for everyone, every woman in her office, because they're all starting to ask questions about that book that she's talking about. And I'm like, this started because I told her about this book. And, you know, and it's like 
this is such a cool feeling to feel like the ripples that can be created. And it goes, it will continue, it will have a life of its own now. People that I don't know are reading this book because I originally recommended it. And, and, and I think he, it's an amazing story. And I think this also, this gets to the heart of it is that, again, I think we're tired of having shallow conversations with strangers, others, friends, all this, right? Mm -hmm. And a podcast is a tool, if you use it in the right way, to deepen the conversation. And it's amazing. You can We can have a conversation here. Someone can hear it. They can come to us at a part of it and say, hey, that was really interesting. And here's my experience around that, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've gone levels deeper yeah. than you could have otherwise with that person. And you're able to go really, really far down mm -hmm. on a really specific thing because there's already some context for it. And, and you don't have to start from nothing. And so podcasts are a way to deepen the conversation. I think it's a depth tool. And I think, you know, a lot of us are really feeling starved for that. We're mm -hmm. not getting it from TV. We're not getting it from radio. We're not getting it from a lot of the outlets and we have. we're often not getting it from our family. Yeah. It's we're very, often also, there's less and less opportunities or we don't to get know it with how to find it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's not easy. There's So there, there's this, I mean, this goes down to community, right? Mm -hmm. Like the community, and, and there's a great book on this called Bowling Alone, but I think his name, I'm not going to say his name because I can't remember, but it's called Bowling Alone. And it's a, it's a book about how, a lot of the community-making places and functions in our society have broken down. The church, bowling, just these places that we used to have. I used to love to bowl. Whatever happened to <laughs> oh bowling God. alleys, man? Don't derail me. <laughs> Trying to wrap up? <laughs> <laughs> now, all these places where community was a side effect of yeah. the thing. Yeah. They've all gone. And mm. so we've lost something real yeah. there. We've lost the ability to have these drawn out conversations to really get to know people where you can have these human interactions, right? Yeah. And like the dinner table, right? And that's something that's even like under threat, right? With commutes and with different schedules and, 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 and phones, all these things. Yeah. It's like there's less and less places to take the conversation deep. It's harder and harder. And I feel like podcasts are a bastion of hope. And it's also not just a matter of spaces to have the conversation. It's also a matter of our capacity, our mental capacity to unhook from these external distractions to actually go deep. Because you can meet up at the dinner table, but if you're already thinking about the thing you're going to do after dinner, then you're not here. And yeah. I think like podcasts and stories have a way to gr grapple like grab us and and hold us and we're here present and and they're in your earbuds so yeah. it's a very intimate conversation yeah. and a lot of the time it happens when you're alone yeah right like you're in the car or you're in between places and yeah. so i think there's there's some magical components there that create a lot of connection and and that's one of the valuable things about podcasts is the amount of connection they can create in the use cases we're talking about well, in case you don't know, we absolutely love podcasting and we would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. And and I think I want to end. Can I end? Can, yeah, can you, I bring please, it in? Okay. Please. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, finally. Fine. Jesus Christ. Let's go. Let's, uh... <laughs> okay. Okay. But, but I think what we're talking about here is podcasting is a spiritual act if it's yeah. done in this way. And I think that's actually a jab. Actually, in the article we wrote yeah. or we read that we started this with that was cynical about Looking it, it was like, he he was he was criticizing how like his friend who was talking about uh, like loans or like or something financial yeah. or whatever was like 
no, this is more than just podcast about that. It's spiritual. And yeah. he was like, oh, give me a break. And I would say, no, no, you don't get it. It is. It can be. It's a vehicle to be spiritual. What we're talking about is discovering our voice and, and sharing our authentic voice. It's about having spontaneous conversations. It's about being curious and exploring. It's about being heard. And it's about speaking our truths. And it's about belonging. It's about creating like some, if, you, if community is too strong of a word, connection. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, this is that's the definition of spiritual. Yeah. It's it's about self-exploration and about where that meets the other in conversation. And I'd like to end this conversation on an idea that we've touched on already, but I think is really powerful. Uh, and particularly in the words that Rebecca Solnit chooses to express it. So this is this is her. The ability to tell your own stories with words or images is already a victory already a revolt. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you as always. I really mean it. Like, I feel like this this conversation helped me uh, get in tune, like rekindle the why, the, the why we're doing this podcast or just remind me. You need a strong why when you have to do this every week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, you need to have that why come back every so often because it's it, that's just how we work. We need constant reminders. And I just think I'm really feeling grateful to see how many of you are actually choosing to spend your attention on, on our podcast and how many of you are reaching out to tell us about how you felt about a particular episode and to see your shares on social media. It's just like... Uh, it's the best thing and and so just thank you thank you for being here there's nothing more valuable than your attention i i truly believe that yeah all of us have this magic ability it's it's called attention it's powerful yeah and for you to spend a little bit of it with us mm-hmm. is um is incredibly humbling so um, thank you we feel it so yes. yeah thank you I will mention here that we've mentioned a lot of things on this episode, books and resources. They are all, as always, at thefaroutpodcast.com. The show notes live there. Yes. So, and uh, we have a Patreon page. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, it's patreon.com slash thefaroutcouple. Thefaroutcouple is also our Instagram handle if yeah. you are interested. And just... Any uh, little contribution helps, and it's really nice. We have a great little membership over there, and we put out uh, really cool content. This month's content is about finances and how to manage your finances, and it's exclusively uh, accessible to patrons. So if you're interested, head on over. Yeah, and there's many ways to, to help. Uh, you don't have to financially support us if, you, if that's not your bag. Mm-hmm. You can also subscribe to this podcast. You can share it with a friend. That's extraordinarily helpful. If you do, tag us on Instagram at the Far Out Couple. <laughs> and the third thing you can do is leave a review. Mm-hmm. Review this podcast. It really helps us show up for other people. And we just love uh, hearing everyone's kind of take on this. And we will share your review on a future episode. That's so. what we do. All right. I think it's time. It's time. One, two, three. Toodles. Toodles.